I want to introduce Pam as a bit of a legend. Um, the, the training um, yesterday was shared between these three um, and all of them brought something unique um, and something brilliant um, to the training but I, I just loved learning from all of you and there's something about uh, Pam's northernness that I love. We love a northern voice. There's a few phrases that I really did not understand but I kind of got the general gist of it. Um, but yeah, there is, there is an amazing grace at work through Pam. She has an incredible um, experience and wisdom and grasp of both the scriptures and how the Holy Spirit works in people's lives. Um, so I know you're in for a real treat, but should we bless her as she, as she comes to speak? Lord, thank you so much for your servants. Lord, thank you for everything that you've poured into Pam. Lord, and the generosity of spirit that yes. she has to take what you've given her and to make it available yeah. to everybody that she comes across. And so, Lord, I pray that you just make our hearts open, you make our ears open to what you're saying, make our minds receptive, because we don't want to stay the same. As she shares, we want to change. And so, Lord, bless her, and may she know freedom in the spirit as she yeah. speaks. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Got it right. Brilliant. Well, thank you so, so much um, that you're here on such a sunny day. <laughs> Church, we are alive this morning, aren't we? Um, so it just says to me that God's going to do something awesome because there's so many other places we could be this morning. And yet the house of God is where we've chosen to be. And uh, my Bible tells me that as I draw near to God, God draws near to me. And even if you put yourself in the place of an environment, that environment changes you. So you might not know why you walk through these doors today. You might not understand the full heart of what God is wanting to say to you today. But I'm going to pray and just believe that if we would just have that like, all right, I'm going to make a conscious decision that God wants to talk to me today. I know that you're going to walk out a changed person, even greater than you walked in because that's the business of God. Um, it's my joy to be here representing Mercy UK. Uh, we're good friends with CAP, and like CAP, we're a charity. We're a charity that are based, our head office is based in the north, but we're a national ministry, and also with outstretching arms to Europe too. And uh, what we are famously known for, if you don't know anything about us, or you might have heard a little, is um, a residential home that we run up in the West Yorkshire area and in that home we have 20 beds which facilitate a journey of freedom for young people's lives, young women's lives from 18 to 30-ish and we give an opportunity completely free of charge for people to come through those doors and to be loved back to life because you and I all know that life can have its punches and those punches can sometimes knock the wind out of you and there are all sorts of circumstances that cause us to, sorry, am I on? Hello? Yeah, hello? hello. Shall I just use a handout? Yeah, I can do that. Use that. I can do that. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't want to miss all these funny northern things that I said. Um, <laughs> 
And, um, and today, um, I wanted to be able to introduce you to a brave, amazing, phenomenal young woman who made a decision to say um, about four years ago to step through those doors of the beautiful house that we have that God fully pays for because actually the business plan that God gave to us over 30 years ago and we've been running in the UK for the last 10 and a bit years is that we would open a beautiful home charge nothing for that individual to come and take no benefit or anything from the government to um, access or support their stay we would be people that would tithe 10% of everything that comes into us that's not restricted and then we wouldn't take any money from any place that would restrict us from preaching the gospel. So with that crazy business plan, if there's business people in here, you're like, we don't charge for the service we offer, we give away some of the money that comes in and we pick you where it comes from. <laughs> 10 years and we're still standing and it costs £12,000 or just over for six months' stay per young woman and we can take 20 at any one time. And we have a staff team and we just have outrageous belief and faith that God meets us and 10 years still standing, I think that's a bit of a miracle. Yes. So, I believe that what God did, he still does. He is a God of miracles, he is a God of turnaround, he is a God of breakthrough, he is a God of freedom. And freedom is what we will all walk out with today. I know that in Jesus' name. And so what we always do in sharing of stories is act it as prophecy. Foretelling what can be the truth for your reality and for your day. And as Haley shares her story or some of that story, I pray that it would minister to you. And if there's a place in you that just thinks, I need that breakthrough, then claim it as yours. Because if God did it for Haley, he can do it for you in whatever circumstance it is. So if you could just give Haley a warm welcome. Yeah, I'm just like super, super excited to be here because like Pam said, it says in the word that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. And we're good at the blood of the lamb bit, but sometimes it's just inspiring to hear someone's story and yeah. someone that wasn't alive 2,000 years ago or many, many years before that and someone that's like right in front of you and can say God's changed their life. So yeah, my story with Mercy started about four years ago and I was 18. And so through my teenage years, I'd been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, um, I was self-harming, drinking a lot. It was quite a chaotic mess, to be honest. Um, and it just, it was one of those things where I was brought up as a Christian. Um, I got saved when I was five. And so I knew what salvation was, but I kind of used to say to God, well, like, what's the point in salvation if the happiness bit begins when you die? Like, I don't know if I can do, like, 80, 90, 100 years on this earth feeling like this and then go to heaven and be like Jesus is amazing because why like if God's good why would he want you to suffer for that long and so the two kind of disconnected a little bit um I got baptized and I thought that if I stopped like all the negative behaviors that he would sort me out and to some degree hurting yourself doesn't actually help anything but but actually if God's not about behaviors he's about the heart and so I still went on and on and on and I saw God heal people and we prophesied over people and I was really close to God but then the reality of it was that I'd go home and feel rubbish for the rest of the time and so yeah I hit 18 and I thought right I'll go to Bible college and I'll help some people in the community and 
when I'm doing that, it'll be what God's will is because he wants to help people. And when I'm in his will, I'll be happy because that's what we need. We need purpose to be happy. Um, but God had another plan and they said no. And I <laughs> was left with no idea what to do when I finished school. And so I applied to Mercy and I didn't think that I'd get in because there's always someone worse than you, isn't there? And there's not that it's a scale, but people make it into a scale, especially in the NHS, having gone through that, I've been told you're not bad enough for this, you're not bad enough for this help, you're not bad enough for this help. I was like, well, Mercy, you're never going to help me. There's only 20 beds in the country, it's crazy. And yet I said to God at this point, I don't understand how you're good, I don't understand if you're going to heal me, I don't understand who you are anymore, but if I get in, which I won't, then I'll go. And obviously... <laughs> That was when God said yes, and Mercy accepted me, and so I think it was September 2013 I went into the programme. Um, and it was just a journey of learning. I love God, but learning to trust him, and actually go and find promises for my life that I haven't seen the fruit of yet. That's why it's a promise, otherwise it would have already happened. It's not a promise. <laughs> and actually, things like... I didn't know what to sing to God anymore, but I was a songwriter and I just didn't have any songs and people promised me, God said you're going to write songs, it says in the Bible he'll give you a new song, he's going to give you a new song, well okay, um, and things, just loads and loads of different promises and we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday about renewing the mind and actually how we do that is we go to his word and we learn from the person that created us and knows us better than we know ourselves, who he says we are and we, we decide to choose to believe it. And actually, it physically changes your brain. This is what I thought. I thought, I don't want to start convincing myself something I don't believe because I can go in and pretend it's all working, but then when I go home and I'm out of this environment where they're like, you're amazing, you're amazing, I won't believe it anymore um, because it's all just a facade. And actually, but God's word says, it does, his, his word doesn't return void. And the more that I began speaking his word over myself and who I am, what the world is like, who God is, what he says about my family, and all these promises began to sort of change me on the inside. And the thing is as well, it was a safe place. It wasn't about the behaviours. You can't shock anyone with anything that I said there. It was more, this is a safe place, like God's hands, to be loved back to life, like Pam said. And that is just what Mercy do. It's amazing. Um, so now, coming out the other side of that, I do write songs. Um, and I want, I want to share one actually with you this morning, um, just a little one, because the story behind it is actually the first one I wrote in the programme, and I'd been in the programme about eight months at this point, and things were slowly starting to come together, and I don't know why, I was in a really bad mood, I was really, really miserable, and they had a little summer house at the end of the garden, and so it was raining as well, and I'd moved from London to Yorkshire, and I was like, it rains all the time, it's so, oh, and then, so I literally, I think I took my guitar and I stormed down to the summer house, I was like, oh, going to write a song about how miserable I am. <laughs> Literally playing all the minor chords for any musicians in here, just like trying to be aggressive and angry and like get it out. Um, but God started to speak to me and he started to say, remember those promises I gave you for a new song? This is the time. And remember when you walked into the house and someone gave you a Bible verse that said, um, he calls you by name in your mind, this is what you're going to sing about. And so the song goes, rain upon my skin drenches me every day. Shows me that you loved me and you washed my sins away. And it actually is the most cheesy, happy song you've ever heard. So, <laughs> but that's just the power for me as well, the power of worship. It's something massive, massive, massive. It's like we do battle when we declare who God is. And yeah. um, we sing songs like Christ is Enough or 
things this morning like where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and we're singing it like begging it to be true like where the spirit of the Lord is freedom like please there is right there is freedom and it's like no this should be the happiest song that we ever sing not because we're faking it and sometimes we have to, we have to bring our brokenness to God so many churches say leave it at the, at the door or no bring it in bring it to his feet but actually it's in that that he gives us the joy to sing like where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom I'm going to go after the freedom I'm going to have it and actually now, even we all have bad days, right? But on those days, I can say, no, 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 there is freedom. He's yeah. promised it and it will come to pass, whether it's in 10 minutes now or in 10 years time, like he has a plan. Yeah. And I shared this a little bit over the weekend, how when the disciples saw the miracle of the feeding of 5,000 and they were amazed and everyone was amazed, um, they then went in a boat and then Jesus came along and they're freaking out because there's a storm. And he'd already said to them, I'll see you over the other side. But they're in the boat going, we're going to die, we're going to drown. And you don't really promise them, I'll see you at the other side. <laughs> but because they'd had an instant miracle, it hadn't actually, interestingly, produced a lot of faith in them, in who God, what Jesus had said. So they'd sort of taken it at face value and been like, oh yeah, cool, cool. Um, but actually, the process of what I went through, so like, don't dismiss the process because I was like, God, I know you can heal me now. But he showed me that and he said, you know, the process, the outcome is still exactly the same, your miracle, whether it goes straight there or whether it's a long journey there. And that means technically, if you're in a process, you're right in the middle of your miracle happening. And so, but in that process, you learn who he is and you learn who you are. So he could have healed me like this, but what would I have learned about how to look after myself or about what he says about me? I would have just gone back into the pit, however long along the line, because I hadn't learned anything. But now I can stand on who he says I am and what he says about my future. So when the hopeless thoughts come or when I start getting anxious, I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, he's given me a hope and a future. He says he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And sound mind actually means equilibrium where you're in your body as well, which is like crazy. And it all, like his detail is incredible. But my encouragement to you is that what mercy do is literally just covered in prayer and covered in God. And don't think that it has to be in a home setting. For me, it was taking time out of everything that I know to go and discover God. But if the Holy Spirit's inside of us and he's in all of us and he can do exactly the same thing for everyone. So I just want to, sh I just want to share the little song because it's cheesy and it's happy. So that's it. <laughs> you sure. 
transformation of lives in partnership with the local church because the church has so much to be able to give to see more Haley's flourish whether they are here right now or whether they're outside these four walls Haley was born for a purpose and yet if she was left in the miry clay and she chose not to move what a gift we would have lost even this morning and so um, I'm just passionate that we would see that freedom is available today Freedom is able to happen in each one of us, no longer how, no matter how long we've been believers, God has something fresh to take us on a journey with. And um, I really believe that he has fresh bread every day. We pray in his prayer, our Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. We have daily wisdom to gain from our loving dad. And... Um, and I, I just wanted to really just take us on a, just a short journey um, this morning. Um, and as we have a two-way relationship with God, we speak to God, God speaks to us. Uh, I want to include you this morning and I want to ask you a question. What is the greatest adventure you've ever been on? What's the most exciting journey you've done? You can just shout it out or put your hand up or... Please be engaged. What's the best adventure or journey that you've been on? Anyone want to say some of that?
Amazing. Amazing. Anyone else have an experience or a, an adventure? Something as great as that? Amazing. Something changed for you in going to that place. Yeah, Barry? Oosh, very nice. Did you say the Vatican? <laughs> Did you have tea with them? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have been. Oh. Any other adventures that we've been on? Any other adventures? Being married? Yeah, the adventure of marriage. Yeah. I'm getting married in September. Very excited. <laughs> so, and you know, adventures change us, don't they? And actually, some of the adventures that we end up going on were ones that we didn't actually want to go on. Yeah. Do you know that feeling? Back in 2013, um, after much kicking and screaming, I boarded a plane to go to Uganda. And I, um, I just didn't want to go. I really didn't want to go. And I didn't want to go because I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. And uh, that chip on my shoulder was, well, there's lots of poverty in the UK, you know, there's young people that don't have mums and dads and they're growing up with trauma, but all sorts of different things and really like, like a, a beam bonnet. <laughs> and um, I went there and we went to um, a remand home for children, so a children's prison. So what we have over here is a secure unit. Over there they have a remand home. And uh, we went all packed up with football stickers and soap and toothpaste and toothbrushes and underwear and just your basic things, sweets. And cut the whole story short, do you know the thing that they really, really wanted was Bibles? Well, I cried and I cried and I cried because I thought, God, how, what can I do? What can we do? Because... I don't have that resource with me and um, we uh, scouted about in the local village the next day and got a few Bibles, just a few like King James Bibles with lots of words that even I don't understand. <laughs> um, but I just poured out my heart to God and I said, God, you know, what am I supposed to do? And I felt him speak to me and I felt him say to me, Pam, if they would only be knowing of who I am and who I say they are, that will be enough. I thought, okay, I can do that. So I wrote out Romans 8, and I knew that I was allowed to go back there in two days' time. And the rest of the team didn't want to go with me. Um, there was just a translator, Moses, um, and all the other team just, oh, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And my passion and vision for people I know that I am called, as mercy is called, to love people back to life. So I was like, why would you not want to be there? But in this case, that is what we need to learn sometimes, is what we have a vision for, other people don't. And it's not because they don't care, it's because God's not just called them to that people group, potentially. Or There's just lots of other things that burn in our heart. And as you're sat next to other people, there's certain things that have a real burning passion to you, but to the next person they're not. And that's okay. Yeah. And in this moment, I got to go back to the prison and actually there was about 25 boys and one girl in this prison. Um, and it was just a place that was very dark and 
sad. And uh, I just knew to play a game of tag. You know where you have the little bit of um, like fabric hanging out and everyone's got a bit hanging out and then they just all play. And it just felt like the freedom that God wanted us to bring was to just give them the permission to just run on that playground on the backyard and just play tag. And the joy and the laughter that you saw because actually though they're incarcerated, though they're in prison, they are still children. And um, there was just so much freedom and so much fun and I think that's why it upset me so much. But then I had the joy of seeing six of them give their life to God in that moment. One of the boys that was translating for me, who was a prisoner, he'd already given his life to God. And, and then a lot of them have some sort of knowledge. But when I went to see them two days later, they all came off their duties again and they all just sat and just wanted to listen to you. So instead of me just leaving the Romans 8 with them and the three Bibles that we'd found, I actually got to talk to them again. And I told them what God had said to me. And I said to them that, actually, um, how do you guys pray? Would you pray? And they say, well, every night we just ask God to forgive us. And I said, well, if you've asked God once to forgive you for the things that you've done, why do you feel like you have to keep coming back with that very same thing? Can I tell you that actually God thinks you are this? And I told them and shared with them what our identity is in Christ. Because the Bible is full of phenomenal stuff of telling us the identity we actually can carry. And I said to them, you're going to become the next leaders of Uganda. You are going to be the people that come and find opportunity in your community to bring back better to it. You are going to be able to walk in the purposes that God has got for you. And you could almost feel a lifting in them of going, no way, no way. Because actually when Christ went to the cross, he put put everything on that so that we could have freedom for everything we've ever done wrong Jesus went to the cross and in that moment of exchange which actually that is the desire of God is to do an exchange with us they found that freedom of knowing who God was and who he says we are and I felt encouraged to say on some of the journeys that you've taken in your life have you stopped to think who is God to me right now? And who does he say I am? And it was perfect, the picture that um, he'd brought, of which I believe God really is clearly speaking because it was that sense of there is so much more beyond. And um, I was reading a passage in Ezekiel, which is in the Old Testament, and it's a bit deep. Um, and I won't do it justice in trying to go in the depths of all of it. But it was in Isaiah um, 47. And it speaks of this coming out into the deep. And it comes and speaks about how um, they go to ankle deep. And then they go to knee deep. And then they go to the waist. And then in the fourth stage, there's no way to cross unless you're going to go under and swim. Mm. And to simplify it all, and there's lots of context to it, and there's a picture of Christ and the gospel within all of that. But in what I would love to share this morning is that there's, I think there's an invitation from God to be able to ask him the question yourself, where in the water am I, Lord? Am I ankle deep? Am I knee deep? 
Am I waist deep? Or am you asking me to come in and go fall under? Because we often hear about walking on water and doing the miraculous and, and being those people of faith. And I totally believe that. But I sense today God's asking. I'm not actually wanting to do a surface level work and do a miraculous that everybody else is seeing. I actually want to do something where I'm going to take you under and take you deeper and take you to a place where freedom comes in the secret place. Because actually some of your greatest battles are won, not in the public eye of everybody, but in the intimacy of just your room and your prayer time. And actually when you do that business with God, then the outside change comes and everyone goes, what's different about you? What's happened in you? And I just um, was reminded before I walked out of my home when I was on my way to you, one of the greatest books I ever read when I first became a Christian when I was 18, and I know that that's only like a couple of years ago because I just was so young. Um, but double that as well, and that's how old I am. And um, it was this book called Hind's Feet on High Places. And if you've not read this book, it's a brilliant allegory of a journey that Jesus desires to go on with us. And it's characterised um, with all of the individuals in the story being given names in the setting of their emotion. So the key character within it is called Much Afraid. And it's the whole journey, as Haley was speaking about, this whole idea of process is that the chief shepherd who represents Jesus is leading and guiding her onto this journey to come to a place of higher heights with him and relinquish where her name would have been much afraid to a true place of freedom. And it was um, a journey that maybe uh, there was an excitement to, but there was also a bit of a sorrow to, like in sharing of, I knew it was a brilliant thing for me to go to Uganda and to see what happened and there's a full prison ministry out there as a result of those times. And that amazes me, it makes me cry quite a lot, and I don't really talk about it loads, but because of the actions we did in that day, those two days, there's a weekly um, clinic there now, um, where all of the lads are um, checked for all different <coughs> infections or sorted with anything that they need medically, um, and there's an actual chaplaincy that goes on as a result of that. So in my disgruntledness of not wanting to go, look at the fruit that can come. And I think many of us can say, hey, I know when I had a time with a bit of a chip on my shoulder or I didn't want to really do that. But you look at the fruit that then did come. And sometimes we have a misgruntlement with God because we want an instant. We want to see healing. We want to see breakthrough. We want to see something just done. But I would say where I've had the clicks... I've never actually fully understood the power of what it is that I've received. I'm thankful for them, and Lord, I do want them. But when I've done the process, like much afraid, I'm transformed in the journey. And I feel today God's asking an invitation for all of us to just assess where, where, we, where we are. And there's always a good part to reflecting where we are. Because he always has more for us. 
In um, Corinthians, it speaks about us being changed from one degree of glory to another. And it speaks in Romans about being transformed in the renewing of our mind. Because don't we all know that the biggest battle we'll ever face is the one that goes right through these two ears? And if we would address it day by day and not put up with the, oh, well, it's just me, or constantly doubting yourself or speaking less of yourself. I felt like God said to me, I want you to tell people all that they are rather than all that they're not. <laughs> because we do a great job of saying what we're not. And the guys in here today, this isn't just a girl issue and I want to lift the lint that actually you as men can speak really negative of yourself or allow thoughts to prevail that you're not good enough, you've not made enough money, you've not done this, you've not done that, or maybe I could have done a bit more of this and a bit more of that. You know what? Jesus is enough. And he wants to be able to transform our thinking. And it's in partnership with us. And what's awesome is the root word that's used in Romans 12, 1 to 2 in transformation is the same word that's used in the um, Greek for the transfiguration. And the transfiguration was an awe and wonder moment. So the awe and wonder moment of the transformation of our mind is constantly what we can have daily. I think that's amazing, that the awesomeness of God's ability to transform our mind in partnership with our will and his power is the perfect willpower we can ever walk in. Our will with his power transforms us. And I just believe that actually um, to breathe in, to know what God's got to say to us. And um, I remember in talking about this whole Christian faith, because I'm not sure where you stand today in your faith. But you know, when I was learning to swim and I loved the water, I couldn't learn to swim unless I got in. It's one of those activities you can't just learn by watching. It's only an activity that you can learn by doing. And that's the same with the Christian faith. And so if you've got questions today about saying, who is Jesus to me? Can he take me from the world that I often confine myself in, like, you know, gaming in your room for 10 hours a day or, um, you know, just pottering about in doing fixing and shifting of things but never actually prioritising you? There's so many levels where we get a bit trapped. I really believe that that stallion is a picture of many of us in here today. Yeah. And I believe as well that God wants a two-way conversation with us afresh. And he has fresh words to be able to say to you again. And whenever we have a picture, if we're in worship, and what I love about worship is no one else can do it on your behalf. You have got amazing contribution to give when you worship, because how you worship, no one else can give what you're giving. You know when we sometimes shortchange ourselves and say, oh, well, they don't need me. There's loads of people going to turn up to that prayer meeting tomorrow night at Pauline Fraser's. Oh, they don't need me at family night because there's going to be loads of people that turn up. They don't need me. How many people can witness that they've had that thought? That is true. I won't get you to show hands. But we unwrite ourselves in situations. Yeah. And Holy Spirit saying, hey, hey, hey. How you've been formed and created, how you laugh, think, smile, is completely different to the person next to you. And what defines you to go back to the very old school way of saying things? Your fingerprint is the uniqueness of who you are. 
Your DNA, even if it be just slightly different than another's, is completely individual to you. And inside of this promise of what God wants to do, he wants you to offer worship unto him. Yeah. And do you know why? Not because he sits in heaven and says, yeah, praise me, praise me, praise me. It's like, because as you praise him, he just goes, oh, I can't but lavish on you. I can't but just come in and do moving of mountains. I can't but come and take over in these places where you're calling out to me. Yeah. And so today, I just, I just want to give an invitation, really. I want to give an invitation that um, if we could realise afresh just how much God loves us and how much he wants to go on this journey with us to the places where we're like, oh, I don't want to go, but to the places that, oh, actually, I do want to go, we're going to find some great pieces of transformation coming to our lives. And it's a journey of falling in love with God, said about the greatest adventures into marriage. Well, falling in love with God is one of the greatest things we can do. Yeah. Don't you want it that someone loves you because they choose to love you, not because they have to love you? That's what God did in the garden. He gave choice so that it would never be as a result of having to. It was as a result because we chose to. Amen. And in loving him, and feeling and knowing his love, we will see a transformation in all of our lives. And that transformation that goes at work in your life will then go on to be an absolute catalyst to so many others. And don't you know that the only thing we can take to heaven with us is people? Amen. There's no stuff, there's no playstations, there's no workload, there's no uh, gardens, there's nothing that we can take other than so I'm really passionate about taking time to invest in people. And so I'd love us just to even just refresh that we can be known and we can know that the ever-present, steadfast, faithful God who lovingly embraces us just as we are ventures with us to a way in which we grow into the best version of ourselves in partnership with him. And because we've still got breath in our lungs, there's a better version of us still to be on its way. Yeah, yeah. And that comes in our everyday. And um, it was the um, 2 Corinthians 3.11 where it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And my favourite verse is in Jeremiah 33 and it says, Call to me. And I will answer. And I will show you amazing and unsearchable things that you could not know on your own. And so let's have an invitation with God today. And um, if I could just invite the, um, the band just to come up, just to play a little bit behind me. Because sometimes it's good to be able just to have a moment in church that just says, right, doing a, a memo on myself, Lord. Because sometimes we treat our cars better than ourselves. We annually have to do that to the car, but we don't necessarily annually have to do it to ourselves. But let this be that day of the MOT. Let that be the day where we say, okay, Lord, I'm not really sure the last time I actually heard you speak to me. Um, or remind me of the times when you have been speaking to me. And can I jump back into that river afresh? 
wherever you are, whether you are ankle deep, whether you are knee deep, whether you're waist deep, or whether God is inviting you to go full in, or maybe you are full in, and he's going to lead you to all the beautiful things that the world doesn't see unless they go underground, the corals and the beauty of what's not just present by not going um, deeper. So let's just close our eyes and let's ask God that question. God, in the picture of that river, where am I? And when we say that God speaks, it can be a picture, it can be a sense, it can be a colour, it can be just anything. It doesn't have to be a word. But what is he saying? What is he showing? What are you sensing? Holy Spirit, where am I in that river? be able to ask, Lord, why am, in, why am I in that place? If this, um, if there's anyone that senses that they're not even in the river, and maybe they've heard us matter and sing all this morning about God, and maybe been coming along maybe a little bit, but you don't even sense that actually, I don't think Jesus ever actually gone into the waters with you, then I'd just love to be able to pray for you today. Be able to say, actually, I'd like to go on an adventure with you, God. I'd actually like to have fun and excitement maybe go through a few bumps but you go with me and so if there's anyone in this place today with people's eyes closed I just want to ask if you would like to indicate just by raising your hand that actually I, I want to get in this river with God and I'd like to maybe commit my life to this pursuit of adventure and it's okay if you've got questions it's like the swimming pool. you just got to jump in to be able to learn what it looks like. And this is a safe church. This is a church where there is a leadership team and a family all around that are going to go swim with you. And so I just want to ask if there'd be anyone in this place that would love to say, I'd like to know Jesus, I'd like to go on an adventure with him. If you just raise, raise your hand just now and um, and it's not so to embarrass you or to uh, tell everybody that's great I see the hands it's just you talking to God your demonstration to God and for us to see it means we can come along inside and say hey brilliant decision let's, let's come walk this with you it's great to see it Great to see you. Amen. Yeah, I'm just going to pray for all those that raise their hands. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you see us and you know us. 
And I thank you, Lord God, that what you start in us, you follow through until the day of completion. And Holy Spirit, I just pray as we come to you right now and say, God, we've not always acknowledged you in our walk and we've walked in maybe ways that we weren't supposed to. We just ask for your forgiveness right now and that you just flood in with your love and take over and help us to live out this life of adventure for the very first time or afresh with you. We ask this in the power of your name. And I'd like to pray for all the believers that are in here, which actually, I'd love us all just to stand right now. And in standing, this is our exchange with God. And being able to say, Lord, I'm here. <laughs> and I know that you look upon me with love and affection. And today, I actually receive that afresh. God, I'm sorry where I've partnered with the lie that everyone will get by if I don't turn up. It's not a big deal. I'm not that important. God, we're sorry for when we've said stuff like that. God, we're sorry when we shortchange the time that you want to spend with us and pour out the love, the love that you have. Father, help us to adventure in your river, your river of life. And Father, I pray for every person that has a burning passion inside of them, to the people group you've called them to, to the places and towns you have for them, to this town. Father, I pray that they would know your voice, and they would know your word, and they would know your leaning. And Father, I pray for people who have complaints, and moans, and I'm not doing that, or frustrations that you would show to them where they came from and actually if they are from you. Because <laughs> the irritation that goes into a clan has the potential to produce a pearl. And so from some of the most irritated states we feel, and is no one gonna do something about this? Well actually, it's sit on your cloud, it's sat in your life. <laughs> And maybe God is asking you to be the answer. Yeah. Father, we love you and we adore you and we pray that we would walk in a place of healing and freedom. Hallelujah. And before this day happened, I just saw a picture of a beautiful tent, a white, like, marquee-style tent and an entry into a courtroom and, and a, court, a court space, a courtyard. And I just feel like when you have pictures like that, they are pictures of invitation because to be shown something like that is an invitation to walk through into it. And I just feel today that God is giving an invitation to all to walk in closer to Christ, walking closer to what they have been given as a promise yeah. and that they will see some of these promises that maybe have been spoken years yeah. and years ago yeah. fulfilled in this moment today. Father, I thank you that you are here to heal. I thank you that you are here to bring revelation. I thank you that you are here to speak and you have spoken and are speaking right now. And we just pray and receive ourselves this day all that you have to do. Hallelujah. We love you. Yes, Jesus. And we praise you. Yes, Jesus. And we praise you. Yes, Jesus.
as the team just um, minister and sing a worship song, I know that there's a prayer team within the church. And if you would just like a bit of prayer, something's just been a bit of a nudge to you today or something that's just, you'd just like to come forward and say, God, I want to be able to do an exchange with you today. And especially any of the young people, I know that you're serving and you're helping set things up now, but don't feel any pressure. If you want to respond right now, and you're supposed to be doing something else, this is more important. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. Yes. We abdicate responsibility right now because yes. we're in the throne room of God. Yeah. And he wants to minister life, love and wholeness to each one yeah. of us. Yeah. So if you would like some prayer, or any of us as a team to pray, not that we're supernatural or special, although we are, but we're not. Because <laughs> the same God that lives in me lives in you, yes. and you can pray for your neighbour, and you can give insight and wisdom. And I would say as well, any giftings that God wants to, what you desire of God, I believe he wants to give out giftings today. Amen. I, pr I pray that, yeah. um, and that you would hold fast to this idea and knowledge that you can walk in the prophetic you can walk in encouragement you can walk in healing and being used of god and not used walking with him to equip his purpose it's through partnership and friendship we go Amen. distance with god so lord we love you and we honor you and we celebrate and we will worship you in this moment right now and again, if anyone would desire prayer, you can come to this stairwell and also to this stairwell. And there'll be a team there just to minister life. If there's tears, there's tears. If there's laughter, there's laughter. God does both of them. Yeah. So, yeah, we love you. We love you, Lord.